Hello and welcome to the Comics Pals. Uh, it's Christmas Eve, and uh, the boys thought we would um, we would of course do the show. That's that's just what we do. Mm-hmm. But um, Kale's here. What up, Christmas Kale? Marco's here. Merry Marco. Those Tyler. Happy Christmas. And I'm Sean. Uh, if you're watching this live or you know watching it at all. You can see that uh, there's something different here. There's something, uh, one of those things is not like the other. Yeah, somebody's sticking out like a sore thumb. Mm. Marco, why you got to make this racial? Oh. Ah. oh. What? <laughs> oh. What do you mean, what? He says sore thumb. Yeah, like a black you're the one. thumb. You're the Ooh. one. Oh, no. Oh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> Wow, dude. <laughs> I can't believe you would make a, a, a slip up like that this early I in the stand, morning. I stand by I it. could never. I could never. It's sickening. Uh, listen, I'm just glad it wasn't me. You know Guys, what before, else before is sickening? The, before, the, before the show happened, I'm going to out myself here. Um, Marco asked how I like my coffee, and I said, I'm, I'm a black guy. Um, and then John was like, whoa. And I was like, oh, well, oops. I didn't mean like that. So. You know, I, I don't know why you would even admit something like that. It's just funny content. Um, content. Look, I just don't get the ugly Christmas sweater. Let's show those off real fast, please. Like, can you like kind of fashion them? Ugly, bro. Okay, yours is extremely bad. Uh, Kale wins because Kale has at least a Ninja Turtle on his. That's kind of cool. Tyler, no, it's not working for me, man. You're not a big fan of Optimus Prime. Oops. Whoop. (laughs) Wow. Oops. What is that? Uh, Donatello or or no, no, then Raphael? Because it's because it's they're all red. I like to think that it's it's the the first versions where they're yep. they're oh, all sure. red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jess. Uh, so Jess works at Paramount now. I think I've told you guys this. I don't know if I said it on air. Who cares? Um, but she uh, she works with the guy who like helped design this shirt. Huh. This sweater, and there was a he. They had their Christmas party, and he has a blue version of this shirt, uh, and it's like the only one in existence. Whoa! And now I have to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! If it's a blue one, is it like the Hanukkah one? Is it like because I know like Hanukkah sweaters are a thing too. They're usually blue. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's a good call. That's a good shout. Well. You guys have way too much Christmas going on on your shirts or your sweaters for me. Not just my uh, shirt. Where else you got it? Next question, Sean. Mm-hmm. Whoa. How are we going to just zoom past that? I want to see this Slam on the brakes. You have, you have <laughs> holiday-themed underwear on right now? Maybe. I'd wow. like to see, frankly. Maybe. All right, after the show on a Patreon. Yeah, yeah there you go. No, um, Patreon. you can do it right uh, now. Uh, Patreon. Uh, there we go. I got the the, the, uh, the icon there. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, these guys are celebrating their year. That's cool. I got my tree in the background. Uh, so, yes, Merry Christmas. Um, where is the Comics Pals OF? Um, look, man. They're asking go, for it. Go, go on there and do a little search. Wait, did you actually it. make us an account? <laughs> did you? Did you? That's, hey, whoa! Make sure we that, we got we got to make sure we're on the name. We got to. That's that's for Jaded to find out. Speaking of which, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> no, you, you will find nothing, of course. This is a uh, family of friendly. Uh, yeah, of course. I don't podcast. know if I have. This I is a fucking family friendly, friendly podcast. Yeah. This is it. Yeah, this this is a family friendly podcast. I'm, I might have gotten the handle, actually. <laughs> Good. Thank you. You got to make sure you, hit, you, you sit on those handles. You never know. Mm. Okay. Um, you never I, know. Look, I'm not in the Christmas cheer this year, I must say. This year? <laughs> uh, well, yes, this year, not dissimilar from other years, uh, <laughs> to be fair, Kale, as you must point out. Um, but I will be right back in just one moment. So if you guys could just, you know, vamp for me, I will be right back. Typical oh, Sean awesome. doing Sean things uh, without telling us. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's, well, he's turning over to his, uh, I, his. I do have a question for you guys. Okay. You know, once you get to the, you know, we'll talk about comics eventually, but. Uh, for Christmas trees, you guys more of a multicolor or like a white lights kind of person? Multicolor, like, like sprinkles. I prefer multicolor, but I like to I like to alternate every now and then. See, I used to be a multicolor person, but yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of into the the white lights. <laughs> Matt, I had to change They're- my O handle so my stalker couldn't find how much I was spending. Oh, that that's a, that's an awkward conversation, man. Been there. Hey, From I'm back. Minus. There we go. Hey, oh, I, there we go. Let it never be said. Let it never be said that I don't have Christmas cheer in me. All right. Merry Christmas. How can, now, how can we, much like the Grinch in the 2000 Jim Carrey film, How the Grinch Stole Christmas? How can we ruin Christmas for Sean now so that he comes and steals all the presents in Whoville? Well. I don't know about that because I haven't seen that movie, but I am wearing a Christmas hat for the first time in my life. <laughs> so, Christmas hat. Yes, a Christmas hat. Um, unbelievable. The but first time in your- for the first time in my life, Tyler. It looks ever. too small, too. It, it is too small. Trust yeah, me, it's we, killing we, my head I right now. I bet it is. I'm waiting Copy. for one of you guys to give me a reason to throw it so angrily, we, uh, so it can we, be uh, off. We we popped your your Santa hat cranberry, uh, as they say. Uh, I don't know how to. We take we that. kissed your mistletoe, as it were. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> we jingled your bells. Hey yo! <laughs> Come on, uh, Marco. Uh, Silv says, "Oh yeah, go ahead, Marco. You got one." No, I don't actually. All right. Uh, Sylv says, ruin Christmas with AI art debate. Listen, <laughs> we don't have an AI art debate this particular week. We're leaving that one. Uh, and there have been developments. Uh, don't care. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but not everyone is in the Christmas spirit. Someone actually had their Christmas ruined this year. No. Just ahead of the holiday. And that man is none other than Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes, another one bites the dust. As this week, The Rock himself, Tyler, who was given coal for Christmas by James Gunn, who sat The Rock down and explained to him that Seven Bucks and DC were not working together anymore on Black Adam films. And that that relationship is now over. This is what The Rock had to say on social media about his Black Adam future. My passionate friends, 
I wanted to give you a long-awaited Black Adam update regarding the character's future in the new DC Universe. James Gunn and I connected, and Black Adam will not be in their first chapter of storytelling. However, DC and Seven Bucks have agreed to continue exploring the most valuable ways Black Adam can be utilized in future DC Multiverse chapters. James and I have known each other for years and have always rooted for each other to succeed. It's no different now, and I will always root for DC and Marvel to win and win big. You guys know me, and I have very thick skin, and you can always count on me to be direct with my words. Now, Dwayne, (laughs) let's not stand on ceremony, okay? Let's not tell lies to the class. Oh, there will not be a Black Adam future that involves the Rock beyond some sort of a cameo in the future of the DC universe. Maybe a multiversal version, something like that. Yeah, but the Rock will not play Black Adam in a mainline. DC Universe film again. I do not believe that. Not as the primary Black Adam in the main DCU. You don't think he'll get uh, Shazam villain Mm. status? I don't. don't, Yeah, I don't think he'll allow himself to get that. Mm. He doesn't want to be the bad guy, right? No, of course not. There's a a rumor. I don't know if this was factual, but there was a rumor that The Rock turned down being the villain in Shazam 2. We know he did turn yeah. it down in Shazam 1. He's openly talked about that. But Shazam 2, I read that he turned that down as well. So mm. Jaded Zodiac says, uh, we will see Black Adam just with a real actor. I'll and... say different. I'll say different. Ouroboros Snake, Ouroboros Snake, uh, thank you very much. Merry Christmas to you as well. Merry Christmas to all. Um, yeah, so I feel like this is over. Yep. Um, I think that's the right thing. Not strictly from a, a film standpoint, because the movie was just not great, and I don't see a Black Adam 2 doing much better. Um, but from a production standpoint and a behind-the-scenes standpoint, it really seems like, based on the rumors we've seen, that The Rock was angling from, for power. Yeah. Um, and that's not good. DC can't have that in the new regime. What do you mean angling for power? Well, you know, going so hard to bring Henry Cavill back, that really felt like a power play to have Superman in his pocket, so to speak, Mm. to elevate seven bucks, you know, not wanting to do the job, as it were, for wrestling fans and let Black Adam be who he is, which is Shazam's enemy, the guy that Shazam beats. Um, I feel like all that is trying to make himself more essential to the DC universe than arguably Black Adam as a character should be, or The Rock should be behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I especially like the shade here where it's, uh, he always roots for DC and Marvel in, in parentheses mm, uh, yeah. to win big. Like, dude, you're not fooling anyone. I know what that is. Pick me, pick me. You know, he, he sent yeah. Kevin Feige a Christmas card for sure. Uh-huh. And a whole bunch of his energy <laughs> drinks too. Yeah. I I think that that Marvel toss in was definitely hey, I could always go to the other side. Mm-hmm. Don't lose me. 
which frankly i don't think dc would care about too much you know <laughs> yeah earns. yeah who's he gonna play over there luke drax. cage drax Ooh. <laughs> swap drax. swap batista and 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 dwayne johnson yeah. get batista, get batista over in, in dc Dr. Batista's Dude. got more talent. I think I agree. I think Batista's the best, uh, uh, the best wrestling act, wrestler actor ever. Yeah. John Cena's working towards that, but I watched that uh, Glass Onion last night. He was very good in that. So, yeah. oh, he's in that. Yeah. Oh, nice hey, for a bit. Uh, did you like it, Tyler? I loved it. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. yeah. Tone Riggs says The Rock doesn't like stepping out of his comfort zone. He plays a different version of the same character in every movie. That's the big criticism of The Rock's acting. Yeah. So something tells me, like, why didn't he just try to play Shazam? Like, tonally, I think he could do Captain Marvel better. Sure, it, he doesn't really look the part, you know, but yeah. it's also Shazam. So, like, you could have fudged it. You could have redone it. You know, like, it wasn't a well-established uh public quantity you know mm-hmm. um there mm. that work what's up there there's definitely a way to make that work yeah i agree yeah, yeah. And, he, and it's a hero and he's likable you know like and he's kind of childlike too like the rock could have nailed that honestly um even even there's a way to do a shazam film where he's the villain turns good quote unquote at the end that would work just as well as, as Black Adam, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. I don't see why not. I definitely don't see why not. Um, I think they fudged it, and I think that um, this is for the best. We're rebooting by all accounts. Let's move on from The Rock. It didn't work that well, anyways. No one's gonna cry about it. It's over. That's all. Um, it'd be weird if they reboot the whole rest of the DC universe, but The Rock's still there, like The Rock and the Suicide Squad. You know. Yeah. Allegedly Shazam too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope that those rumors are false. Um yeah. I, I really think you just gotta go scorched earth with it. Even I don't see fun? why you would sorry? Even with like Peacemaker being a hit for HBO Max? Yeah, unfortunately I do. Because oh, I don't man. I yeah. How does it make sense that Peacemaker had a show where you know we definitely saw Aquaman, we definitely saw you know, certain people, and then now they're just different actors, but he's the same. And everybody else in his world's the same, or in his in his, you know, corner of the world is the same, but then the rest of the DC is different. I think you just gotta gotta pull the plug. It's also a comedy show in a bit, so like you could write it away with a joke. Mm. You can. Yes, yeah. You you, you can do that. But then doesn't that uh, canonize the rest of the Suicide Squad stuff that we've seen? Uh, possibly. You know, I mean, James Gunn's going to have to kill his darlings then if he really wants to have a, a clean slate in that way. Or just make Peacemaker, like, separate. Don't reference anything anymore. Just make it its own thing. Which mm. is a little, a little tricky because Men Waller's in it. Yeah, man, this is a, it's not a job I'd want. Exactly. It's it's so unclean not to just re- I think you just have to reboot. I mean, that makes sense to what Matt's saying. You could continue this DC universe on with a multiverse, but the only thing that you really genuinely carry over and show us is the Suicide Squad stuff. And then maybe if they want to continue something else like Shazam, I guess. But I really think it's cleaner if you just reboot. 
And this is the this is the weird part about the situation that they are in. Mm. Um, so I think he said that I, I and maybe I'm wrong, but I think he said that the rumors he hasn't confirmed or denied any of those types of things at all, one way or the other. He's only said he's only smashed down people trying to say that they know what he's doing. Sure. Mm. Um, he did confirm he's doing Elseworlds stories in active yeah. development. So like, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, all this we stuff could be in Elseworlds. Oh, like, like there's, there's an out right there. Yeah. I, I'm, with, I'm with Kale. Get the get the first world down. Stop yeah, worrying geez. so much about Elseworlds. It's it's tired already. Yeah, you do them. No problem. The Batman's been successful. Joker's been successful. But I don't think this is the time to be. And that's why I stand on the fact that he should stop tweeting. Because yeah. this is it's too much. It's yeah. too much. That this week, even still, he's been saying all kinds of mess. Like, just shut up. It's it's about to be January. We're you're gonna talk about some movies in January. He said that on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Let's put it on the movies. Let's wait till then. Yeah. And it's soon, right? Like like the next two, three months? January. January. Oh damn, yeah. my my dude trying to blow his load. Which is a week. <laughs> you know, like it could be January first, for all we know. Mm. Yeah, exactly. We have no idea at all. So I think you just be quiet about it and, and let's see what announcements are and we'll judge from there. Well, how do you think the form of the announcements is gonna be? Is it gonna be him tweeting? Is it gonna be, you know, uh sizzle reel? Is it gonna be like like a Nintendo Presents sort of thing? Like what what are we gonna get here? I think I it's gonna be I like can't Im- uh, Sorry, uh like like Warner <clears throat> Warner puts out like an image. These are the ten movies. And that's yeah. Things are gonna be a timeline or whatever. Yeah. 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 Couple I, of I, couple of cool graphic title cards or whatever and sure. logos maybe. Yeah. I'm with that. I'm I'm with that. That's all I want. And then and then no more no more talking about it. That reminds me of that that old image of uh, when the first Spider Man movie wasn't uh, came out. They had press of Spider Man with the slate of movies they had planned for uh, behind him, where it's like Silver Surfer, uh, uh, Fantastic Four, and it's like I think Namor was up there. It's like none of that ever happened. So I vaguely recall that. Yeah. I, you're you're sorry. You're talking about the uh, um, the, the Raimi Tobey Maguire ones. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, those were the days. Um, yeah, Sil says just do standalone movies from here on. There's no competing with the MCU. They rock with standalone films. Um, I know that there are a lot of people that feel that way, but I I strongly believe that a shared universe, uh, it, it rises all boats. Like, like for example... If an individual movie isn't that strong, but it's connected to something larger, that individual movie probably does better than it has any right to do from a financial standpoint because it's connected to a larger story. So that's that's no, that's number one why I think they would be inclined to do it. Yeah. The other reason is that audiences now expect it. If you have your offshoots, people can get with that. But I think if every movie is disconnected... At some point, people are just like, eh. And not every movie is going to be the Batman or Joker where they're going to hit gangbusters. Some of them are not. A lot of them are not. We've seen that already. So what do you do with that? What What do you do when that happens? You know, that that's kind of rough. 
Um, I don't think the standalone thing as a strategy for all your movies can work. I don't think this is an all or nothing with anything. Long term, that's not how it's going to work. If they had marketed Ant-Man as just a standalone movie that it had no tie-ins to the greater Marvel Universe, we wouldn't have three Ant-Man movies, you know? Yeah. Right. It's too hard to generate interest in those kinds of characters without that promise. Even even something like Guardians probably would have hit anyway, but e- even something like that, it had fa- like it had the promise of Thanos in it. Like people knew based on word of mouth, like, dude, you'll see something cool if you go see this. Like th- this is tied in. Guardians was a very tied in movie in terms of what it showed and revealed. And because stuff like that tied in, Guardians can now stand by itself. Ant-Man stands by itself. Like, it made those properties in and of themselves, you know? Right. Exactly. Ant-Man is talked about in the same breath as, you know, Captain America at this point, which is bonkers. But I love it. Yeah. Well, hey, people – there are some people who say, you know, the Guardians are more uh, important to them than the Avengers. Like, that's the world we're living in now. There are people who's who's who enjoy the Guardians films more. Hmm. Um, so that doesn't happen without a shared universe. Not not in my opinion. I, I got um, a question. Yeah. How do you say no to the rock though? Like that's a little like easy. you think it's like security easy. is there, you think yeah, easy. No, you just tell them, listen, um text message. Do, do you smell what I'm cooking? <laughs> and he's like, shit, yeah, do- I smell it. Do you think For the James first Gunn time? Like, oh my uh, god, I smell it. Uh, James yeah. Gunn was telling The Rock, you know, like, "Hey, Dwayne, what do you what do you think of uh, you know the future of uh, DC Studios?" And The Rock starts talking, and then James Gunn goes, "I don't." The, James Gunn doesn't care what you think. He should have. He should have just yeah. flipped the script <laughs> around on him. Yep, absolutely. There are plenty of ways. Um, there are plenty of ways to tell, tell The Rock no. How satisfying must it have been? Um. If he was being a dick, it's it's probably pretty satisfying. Right, it depends yeah. on his uh his if attitude. He's just like there. actually just like a nice like if he, if if the if the the the, act, the actuality is that he's just a nice dude who's really enthusiastic about it, then it probably isn't the best. But <laughs> something tells me he's probably kind of being a dick. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um I I I think I think next year will be very interesting for DC. And I want to say this is the last episode of the year where we'll discuss uh, the whole DC film stuff of it all, but I have a sneaking suspicion that next week on the very last episode of this year, something will happen um, that we will have to talk about, whether it's an Ezra Miller moment, oh, uh, just, just something. There, there will be something that will take place that we will have to discuss. Uh, speaking of next week, we will, of course, be live on New Year's Eve uh, and we will be talking about uh, our favorite things of the year. Comics-wise. Yes. Yes. Or. Or. Or maybe we'll or. do our predictions. We'll, we'll probably do our predictions next week. And then the week after that, we'll do our. Uh, we'll look back. We'll look back. So, something like okay. that. Uh, so, yeah. Prepare your. Prepare your. Uh, prepare yourselves for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. I always have a blast with our prediction shows. We've never done one live. Oh, going to be interesting. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So that so should that be a like lot of fun. Edit previously? Like, what's what's the difference? Was there like 
Um, of, the, of the numbers? Nothing. Like, mechanically, nothing, but... Okay. I, I just feel like anything we've ever done is more fun live, so this will yeah. just be another wrinkle in that. Sure. Um, um, I did predictions last year, right? Like, I just did them outside. I did them on a yeah. separate show. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yep. Yeah. On the on the Pally's episode, you, did, you gave us your predictions. Yes, so yes. everyone's predictions are locked in. I have some that I know are were wrong in retrospect because of how the year played out, and I'm so mad. You're I'm not so mad. Sorry? You're not confident this year, then? No, 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 no. Oh. I'm pretty confident in mine. Do I remember what I said? Hell no. But that's just, you got to have confidence in life. <laughs> that's every that's every year. Like, oh, I, I definitely got it this year. Oh, that's what I said in 2022. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Try again yeah. next year. This is the year, Tyler. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. That's what got us into Jinx. this mess. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Um, well, you know what? At the end of the prediction show last year, I predicted that this year would be our best year yet. And I was right. I dare say. Right. Did we, agree? we still have one more week. Wait, did it, we disagree? No, 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 no. It wasn't anything like that. It wasn't even, it wasn't even a, you know. Oh, okay. I was just making a statement. Gotcha. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be right for our sake. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so if you want to be a part of that, if you want to be a part of our predictions, if you want to be a part of the Pallies, definitely make sure to watch us live. I think it's the best way to experience the show. Any other way is great, too. Don't get me wrong. You're not a joker for listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it is you choose to listen to us. We appreciate everyone who tunes in. Um, But if you do want to catch us live, YouTube and Twitch every single Saturday at 1015 a.m. Eastern, Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern for Pals Polls. That is where we review comics every single week. Not just Marvel and DC. We review all kinds of stuff. If you want to vote for what we should read, uh, there is a listener pick section during Pals Polls. We put up a tweet every single Saturday after this show. You can go ahead and vote um, for whatever you want us to read. And two out of two weeks since we started doing it that way, the listener pick has been my pick of the week quality you guys have me nailed <laughs> and we, they know what you like yo listeners you gotta nail me next <laughs> yikes that's only on the of i'd let some of the listeners nail me i'll put that out there all right do you have a list of uh well, you matt, matt, it has, twice? matt has his address matt has oh, his yeah. address that much i know do you have a naughty list kill oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Uh, Join our Discord server. We have a lot of fun over there. Not the kind of fun that's being promoted in our YouTube right now. Um, Oh. Yeah, not that type of fun. (laughs) Has anyone logged in? I say one thing about getting nailed, and then 669 fun (laughs) comes into the YouTube chat. Come on, dude. You know know it's bound to happen. And not even linking me correctly. Come on. (laughs) Uh, Last night, we actually played uh, some Among Us. With our with our uh, with our buddies on Discord, so come hang out with us uh, for that. Yes, Catherine, we are doing a show next week. Um, that was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun playing Among Us, and we're going to do that more. I think. I think we're going to try to make some more space for that. So join our Discord so you know when things like that are happening. It's it's not necessarily random, but they knew about it. So if you want to know about stuff like that, join our Discord server. Um, Patreon.com slash the Comics Pals. You can give us the gift of a subscription if you're so inclined. Um, 
And there's a lot of cool stuff you get out of it. You get our exclusive show, Palling Around. We put out a freebie this week, the best of not comics, so that you guys would know what we love that isn't necessarily comics related. Um, and uh, it was a lot of fun to do that for you guys. So a little sampler, a little taste of Palling Around. Although I must say that show tends to be a lot wilder than that episode would give away. We knew mm-hmm. that you know we were going to be pushing it out to the feed. So, <laughs> so we, had, we had to be tame. Yeah. Um, for everything else at the Comics Pals, you guys know how to find us. Um, us. Yes. Uh, so Tyler misunderstood the main topic this week. Did I? Uh, <laughs> yes, you did. I, I can tell that based on the way you titled the YouTube episode. Uh, the main topic this week is not whether or not Marvel and DC can merge. Uh, it's whether or not, and maybe this is my fault, but it's whether or not Marvel and DC can merge their own film and comics uh, um, uh, businesses. So whether or not, for example, DC Films and DC Comics will merge so that DC Comics and DC Films are telling the same stories. Oh, yeah, I misunderstood it. Yeah, I misunderstood it. Man, I use this I use this cool polymerization uh, Yu-Gi-Oh card too for this image and like you know. Yes, it is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I love that. Um and it sort of still fits. It sort of fits if you, sort you know, if you squint and think about it I'll a little. I'll fix the thumbnail after the fact. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. Um so the reason why I've been thinking about this idea is because so first of all, uh, Kevin Feige, back in 2019, I think 2020, somewhere in there, uh, was was made the, the COO of Marvel Entertainment, which means that technically, the comics end would be a part of his domain. Uh, that much has been confirmed in so far as he takes a look at what they're doing over there. They've had several meetings that he's been a part of, and they have those creator summits every year. And one of the things they talk about is how the film end is going and how they can kind of slot themselves in to be a part of that. You can you can tell like Kang all of a sudden is becoming more and more of a relevant figure, even though he was dormant for many years. Um, that's a great example. Uh one that goes further back, but I think it's still, you know, relevant is Nick Fury and how he has changed in the comics. Um, that's an example. Star-Lord is a very different character than he used to be. Um, he is the James Gunn version of Star-Lord now. So that's that on on Marvel's end. And, and, and we all know about that. DC, though, James Gunn, you know, you talk about tweeting this very week. James Gunn was asked about the comics and James Gunn talked about wanting there to be more synergy between them. And he said that he's been talking to Jim Lee about oh. that very fact. Uh, pub- head publisher. Jim Lee. Yeah. No, I, I'm forgetting what his title because he's been juggled around. Uh, I want to say co-publisher. Well, that was with Didio. I don't know if he's still that he might be head publisher now. Yeah. But um, something, something to that effect. So that made me think about the idea of there being a singular universe for these individual uh, companies and what that could look like. 
What if the comics were telling stories in the margins of the films with the film version specifically and only, unless that was an offshoot, but let's stick to my idea for now. And they did things that the movies couldn't do, didn't have the time to do, et cetera, et cetera. What do you guys think about that? Would that kill your fandom? Would that be the death nail? Or is that something that you're intrigued by? It would run me out 1,000%. That's what we kind of got with the uh, Riddler thing, right? Technically, although that is a that is becoming a more, I would say, slightly more common thing. It's not super regular, but we have seen it to where they'll do a comic book that's based solely on the movie continuity. I think I think that's also unique because it's the Riddler's actor playing uh writing, writing. That, that book. Yeah. Yeah. I for me I think it's I'm not interested in it if the, even if the world is that engaging and engrossing, I don't know that I'm like I'm not interested to follow the the Riddler as that. I I'd be interested to explore that world and see from sort of the ground up, but I wouldn't be interested in something outright necessarily, um, especially not around one of the characters from it. Like I don't care for a penguin spinoff comic or um, maybe a Catwoman. Actually, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, it would it would have to depend depend, and it would really need to convince me in order for me to pick that up. Hmm. Uh, a, I'm surprised we haven't gotten this in smaller bites. Um, mm. I'm surprised we haven't got like before the Black Widow movie was a thing. Why didn't we get like a Black Widow, you know, prequel comic or something to explain her and Clint? You know, that could have happened, you know, before Avengers came out. Mm. Um, oh, I, it, but you know, like it, it's it's wild that you have control of both, you know, film and comics, and you don't do any real synergy between the two. The most is like, oh, when Avengers came out, Thanos became more important in the comics. Or even a costume change. Yeah, yeah. And more of the times, it's it, like like uh, one that jumped out to me is like Hawkeye's costume changed. Um, but even then, it uh, wasn't a movie costume. It was a newer, modern costume. Yeah. Um, but it, it it's been very minimal. Um, I'm surprised yeah. they haven't put out like here's the MCU line of comics. Um, mm, yeah. If it was line wide, though, I'm out. I'm with Kale. Yeah. I'm out. Um, I, I think the movies are homogenized enough in terms of tone and what they're showing. If that extended to the comic books, man, I might have to read an actual book. Like it's, it'd be, it'd be <laughs> too, be too, too samey for me. Uh, I would, uh, yeah, I would not be into it at all. Jaded brings up a point. Uh, Star Wars is good for that. Yeah. Set up comics and books before a big film. I think that that is a good example of how it could, in theory, work. Um, I think that... So I feel two ways about it. I think the fact that we see the comics reflecting the movies somewhat um, leads me to believe that they'd like it to happen more. I have that feeling. I think... I think that they're that both companies are aware that there's a certain amount of that that would push audiences away. Um, too much synergy would probably hurt the industry or hurt at least hurt those two companies. 
Um, but at the same time, when you go to the store, it's like if you like if you're inclined to go to Midtown or you know your local comic shop, um, and you want to follow up on what's going on with Batman in the comics because it's so cool that you just saw the movie and you go to the comic store and he's dead and there's some other dude that you've never heard of in your life called Jace Fox who's Batman I could see that person saying yeah nah I want Bruce Wayne I don't know what this is Mm -hmm. and if you were to go to the store and not only could you buy a Batman book but it's the same Batman as you just saw in the movie that would be pretty compelling to a non-comics reader, a non—you uh, know—a person doesn't traditionally read comics. I think we almost had that this year with the Batman specifically. Uh, Matson Tomlin came out with that Batman book right around the same time. Like he was the one of the screenwriters, I believe. Yes, mm-hmm. uncredited, yeah. I believe, but yes. Yeah, and then wrote a Batman comic that was very similar to Pattinson, and even the way it was drawn by um oh jeez. Uh, He's the guy who drew Eye Vampire. Why am I forgetting this? Um, but uh, the way it was drawn, it was like, oh, it kind of looks like Pattinson too. Like it, it's it's always there. DC has such an easy out too with their multiverses. Like, yeah, they could just say, hey, here's Grant Morrison's uh, multiversity infographic again. There's a world that is just the DC film universe. <laughs> it's that one. Yeah, and we just like expanded. The, we have an infinite universe again. Like the 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 out is there, easy. And, like, it's so easy to be like, oh, this Aquaman looks like Jason Momoa, surprisingly. Oh, okay. I, I see what we're doing. Hey, thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and your family. Yeah, Tyler, that thanks, was uh, uh, Andrea Sorrentino. Yeah, Sorrentino. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Batman the Imposter. Yeah, it came out literally February, just as the movie was coming out. Yep. So it was it was nearly what we want. But, like, again, wasn't that Batman exactly. Hmm. Right. So, and I, I think that's kind of, that's my thought is like, would it not be good for, you know, DC or, or whomever to have the ability to put a Batman comic in people's hands that is one-to-one with the Batman movie? I think it'd be good. I think it'd with be helpful. Character... Go ahead. Um, no, I, I, I think it'd be helpful for those people because I... I was I was one of those people at some point. Like I remember the new Spider-Man movies and the Batman, um, and the trilogy was was like ending, and that was sort of around the time that I started getting into the comics. I'm like, all right, I have an understanding for what this is in this context. The rest of the seems scary. I bet if I had a because I was so interested in reading at that point, I bet if they had a book that was about the life and adventures of um, uh, what's his face as Batman. I probably would have picked that up and, and read that and stuck to that probably because that would have been my first experience coming into it. Christian Bale's Batman, like if they had considered yeah. that story. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's kind of boring to see a, a a comic book written about a guy just chilling at a cafe though. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, even think- though even in that case, you know that trilogy set up a way to a way forward like they set up robin quote unquote Mm -hmm. so the comics could have followed up on that hey nolan doesn't want to do it anymore he's out bails out okay comics let's go joker could have been around there too you know yeah because right never you know he was never written off 
it just, they just didn't, you know, bring him back because obviously what happened. But yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Huh. Kel, what were you going to say? I think with a character like Batman, you have so many titles like The Long Halloween that so many things are based on, you know, or year one that you could hand someone and they would see enough similarity that, you know, they could go, oh, okay, I know who this is. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's unreasonable as it is. I do think uh, comic shops and you know, gatekeepers, as it were, are bad at doing that. Uh, But I think that's, you know, I think that's, that is something that uh, is possible and should already happen. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Maybe Batman was a bad example just because of how many of those kinds of books there are but i think, think spider-man with a like a, a marvel character yeah, yeah i think i think to a degree you know if you want to circle the, the mcu or whatever you're gonna have a tough time like spider-man if you try to read any of those comics with just the the movie knowledge um it's like within the past decade it's tricky it's like if you read a spider-man what? comic now he's like why does he have a glider uh you read it you know a couple years ago <laughs> wait this is dr octopus like it's yeah, so, even even his first appearance in Civil War is a tie-in to a comic that you have to have <laughs> fifty or sixty years worth of knowledge to know. Sure. Oh, okay, he's only, he is friends with Tony Stark, but this isn't a mentor thing. Oh, but why is he taking off his mask? That's a whole thing, and you know, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Do you think with this synergy though, we get we get more of those like Civil War type stories? Um, in the sense that we get, you know, these big events, Secret Wars is coming up, or Invasion, rather. In the films? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's going to happen either way, but I think that the synergy aspect allows it to be more seamless. Like, imagine a comic, right, where it's Avengers Endgame, and it's taking place during that same time. But instead of seeing what happened in the movie, you see what was going on with characters who weren't on screen. What happens during the fight with Thanos and his army to the characters we can't see? What are those interactions like? What's going on in the world of the blip for the characters who were not shown? What's Captain Marvel doing? What did she do during the blip years? There's so many things that the films and television shows simply don't have time to talk about or address that comics can get to because of the nature of the way they're made. Um, there's more space. I, I would say this. Um, I'm not necessarily into this idea. Mm. I like that the comics are separate, and I actually would prefer there to be more synergy. I think Star-Lord was more interesting before, to me, for what I'm interested in. I agree. Um, but if you told me that there was a comic that showed me those things that I just talked about, I'd probably like the MCU even more somehow. Mm. Like if there, I, if there yeah. were an MCU line, you know, like, like an Ultimates, you know, or, Tyler, you would be out at that point, right? What do you mean, like, like, like that? That wouldn't interest you, like an MCU line. I mean, I I, I do a comic book podcast, so yes, I would be reading it. <laughs> uh, it. It depends on the creative, honestly. 
if they were like, hey, we're going to get like film people to do these books too, then I don't know. Oh. That, that's interesting to me. Might be a yeah. way to like, I mean, because I would say in terms of, uh, of uh, these mediums, uh, comics to film is probably the most closely resembling uh, each other because yeah. it's a visual written medium. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So using that as a way to hell, that could be their storyboards. You know what I mean? Like, yep. um, or maybe even it like already a, is. Like a, yeah, yeah. It it could be a way of I don't know uh, incubating writing talent too for future movies. Mm. Um, uh, and if you do it, I'd like to join. Um, but so would uh, I. Yeah, I mean, I think it could be a good idea. But like, even like from like a marketing thing, like how cool would it be if you saw Ant Man Quantumania and before the movie in the trailers, there were trailers for comics to read, mm. you know, like I feel like any of the synergy is forced on the comic shop to do. And most don't do it, you know, whether they're gatekeepy or, you know, some comic shops just don't care. Um, but like they're forced to put out, you know, here's this end cap of, uh, I don't know if you liked the Batman come read long Halloween year one, you know? Uh, yeah. The comic shop owners are not necessarily marketing geniuses. They don't necessarily have all the answers. I mean, they probably didn't go to school though. for that. Like these film companies have the, the the money. They have the machine. They're the ones that are in the position to best promote everything. And I don't get, I mean, we've talked about this a million times. I don't get why there's not more promotion. Um, but I truly think, I truly think, an MCU line of comics is possible. Imagine a James Gunn Guardians of the Galaxy comic. If they if they could pay him enough, and I'm sure they could. This won't happen because of everything that's going on. But like if they could pay him enough to sit down and do a three-issue mini with Guardians of the Galaxy, you don't think that would bring people to the store? That's yeah. He doesn't huge. need to do it. He could do the what, what I remember. I just got uh, the the memory of J.J. Abrams and his son's comic that came out in the Spider Man comic. Uh, the one Nepo, issue, Nepo baby shit. Yeah, um, yeah. But like, Bad. if you just said James Gunn and he like plots it, um, and then somebody else actually writes it, you know, like uh, there you go. Like he's not even doing real work. <laughs> uh, hey, thank thanks, you, uh, Shenron. Shenron appreciate the, the sub. Oh, yeah. You and I saw it at the same time. Cool. <laughs> uh, Shenron says, sup, pals and everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone. Glad to have found out about this podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, glad that you did. Glad that you joined us. Uh, and you've been a, uh, an awesome member of this community for a while. So thank you. And thanks for and bringing now back everyone Krillin. make your wish. Oh, Krillin, Krillin, Krillin. Yours was better than mine. <laughs> Actually, no, but, I don't want to bring Krillin back. I need to. You know, I to um, Android 13 how would you guys weird. feel about like comic versions adaptations of the movies because i feel like that's easy um tyler for, for so those have happened um yeah, yeah yeah there was one i remember and i wrote a, i wrote a review for every issue of it for the other site we don't talk about mm. um for the first ant-man movie my oh, god woof. that was rough they, they don't put uh, they're, they're not bringing the best and brightest to those books you know what yeah. i mean like <laughs> um it's it's it was uh not fun not fun i mean if they if they put a higher priority on it and they put actual teams on it maybe sure. like like the one i think of is uh bagley and bendis were on avengers assemble which was like this avengers book right when the avengers movie came out with like that core team on it yeah. um and it was always like is it in continuity? Because it was during Hickman stuff, so it was a little confusing. Yeah. 
Um, but apparently it was continuity. So, mm-hmm. uh, the other aspect of this uh, that's really broken out in the uh, in the in the chat is, you know, comic shop owners that sort of you know gatekeep and the fact that the industry itself is alienating to new readers. Um, like going to the movies is such a it's such a like alienated experience in the sense that you don't have any contact with anybody. Like, you know, you go with your friends or whatever, you get, you know, you give your ticket, you get your popcorn, whatever, you see the movie, that's all. Once you leave there and decide you want to go to the comic shop, now you almost assuredly have to deal with someone. And comic shop owners have, I mean, there are lots of wonderful comic book shop owners, but some of them have a way of letting their personalities if you will or their preferences get in the way of just selling you a comic book and that prevents new people from entering the industry entering as fans uh zodiac talked about it Catherine talked about it that sucks that part sucks and i think marvel and dc should be more invested in that side of things as well and saying hey this is how we'd like you to promote our books. When a new movie comes out, they, these are the books we think you should be pushing. Um, we want you to, you know, let people know, hey, there's a new Avengers movie. Let people know about um, the Kang Dynasty uh, storyline. Let people know about Civil War. Push these books. Back in the day, you know, that was a little tough for them because of the Diamond thing, but Diamond's out the picture mm-hmm. as far as Marvel and DC are concerned. They can talk to whoever they want. Let these comic book stores know and promote these books accordingly. Like provide uh, images for them, like print out stuff you could put onto the wall, stuff you can give out. Like there's a lot you could do to engage people to further read these things. Um, And then to to your point on the, on on gatekeeping, uh, every time we talk about, about it, I'm reminded of um, the conversation we had with Claire Napier um, one of the editors, uh, episode 206, great, great conversation um, for anybody yeah, interested awesome. in in just uh, a, a bit more, I think, in-depth personal experience um, and just a, a really good person to talk to. So if you guys want to go back to that one. Less gatekeeping comics, more girl bossing in comics. That's what I say. <laughs> I don't know about girl bossing. More, more, more good people in comics. Yeah. More Agreed. space for, for good people. Um, yeah, they do. They do. They do do stuff like that. I guess like the the previews and stuff. But that's a good point, though. I I get digital, so like, how do I fit into this as a digital reader? You know, like, should Amazon be pu- you know putting out? I mean, Amazon should be doing a lot for comicsology in terms of displaying things properly. <clears throat> But could they be putting out something? If they put out a display for like, here are all these Marvel books for a thing, does it become an issue? Because then do the indies say like, oh, well, they're not doing this for our books. You know, like then it gets tricky when you get the digital side of things too. When it gets to the digital side, they can promote their books and they have to have express permission from Marvel or DC in order to be able to promote those. Because that's not their – those aren't their IPs. But for – um, for their own books, San Diego Comic Con, they did a whole um, like airport situation takeover, so that as artists came in, they could see the actual books that they were 
uh, the, their Kamisaji Originals books were like on the walls, on the TVs and stuff. They do stuff for them. But they're doing it for the Comicsology Originals. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, can't, you can't do it otherwise. But to your point, that's what Marvel and DC should be doing. And why would they when they have DC Universe <laughs> and Marvel Unlimited, you know? Yep. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, they should be pushing it more, frankly. Um, I think Marvel does a decent job with Unlimited. I see ads for it. I have it. I get plenty of stuff for that. I have gotten nothing about DC Universe mm. outside of, like, us covering it on the show. I think that is poorly marketed. But that being said, wouldn't Marvel and DC or wouldn't the film ends of those companies and the comics end be more inclined to put in that legwork if there was more synergy between yeah. them? If like I think it could work to the benefit of comics fans only in the situation where it's a line unto itself. Yeah. I don't think I personally don't think an ultimate universe can work again. But I think this could be that, like in yep. the sense that mm. this is a way to bring in a new wave of, of people to read comics who otherwise aren't inclined because they're the same stories that they're used to. You know, remember when like Star Wars one came out, it was like the highest selling comic. because oh It was God. like it was it was a tie in like it was canon with the movies. Yeah. Um, you know what would do the same if they said, hey, here's Zack Snyder's Justice League 2 in comic <laughs> form. You know? I feel, oh man, that's the the vestiges of my mind. I feel like that was discussed. A there time. was, I think, there was a conversation about that, and it was turned Before. down. They didn't, mm -hmm. they didn't want to do it. Not Zach, but like DC, DC didn't want to deal with him. It. I think in, in most regards. So, oh, I, yeah. yeah. Once DC gets their house in order, then they can start experimenting with it. But I think sure. in general, yeah, your idea is spot on. Mm. Like that would sell – like that would bring people to shops, honestly. If that book came out, put out 50 variants for it. Oh, know? my God. Ooh. Oh, my God. You could do a 50 states uh, or whatever a variant like they did with um, – does, does, does it have Ezra Miller just committing a crime in each state? <laughs> I'd buy <laughs> that, though. Yikes. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh. I, got the, I got the Larceny Alabama variant. It's great. But do you guys remember when they did a variant yeah. for Justice? What was it? Justice Justice Society of America. Was it JSA? No. I thought it was Justice League of America. Justice League of America, JLA. Yeah, it was. And they had the flag, right? Uh, and then each, yeah. each state had their yes. own flag. Yeah. 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 That was that's, sick. Yeah, that's right. I have the New that, York one somewhere. It's in a box. Oh, really? I have that. I don't remember yeah. which ones I have or if I even went hard with that. But New yeah. York flag's a little weird, though. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't care much for it. Let us know what you guys think about this. If you're if you're not a reader of comics, would an MCU or DCU um, line of books that's focused on telling stories in the margins of the movies be something that you would want? And if you are a reader of comics on a regular basis, would that turn you off? Uh, is that something that you would read? How would you feel about that? I know for me, I tell a lot more people about what's going on in the comics if there were comics based on the movies that I could talk to them about. It'd be a lot easier to talk about. People would get more excited because they, they'd understand it. Sometimes people ask me what's going on with so-and-so and I tell them and they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And they don't I, get it. And, and I think what it does is it also builds in the, the practice of like weekly reading and it builds in the practice of serialized storytelling where the movies have that tied in over, you know, a long couple year arc but 
the the actual book content with there and be on a weekly basis and you get people more into that rhythm more locked into what they are already accustomed to mm -hmm. yeah we're gonna we're gonna move on but you guys ruminate on that and let us know what you think um let us know if you'd like to see some more synergy or even a completely synergized uh, Marvel and DC Comics. We don't have comments on that subject yet. Uh, at least not. At least uh, at least not from uh, from you guys post show. But we do have some comments to read about last week's show. Tyler, take it away. Yeah. So uh, Dan Trudeau uh, commented on last week's episode. Uh, the John Williams Superman theme should be like the James Bond one, where it gets used for every cinematic version of the character. Do you agree with that? Especially with especially for whatever gun is cooking for Man of Steel. I think so. It's that iconic. They did it with Spider Man, you know. X Men. Uh, they are, yeah, yeah. I think the uh, the animated series one should be used for Batman. Mm. I agree. Uh, to be fair, wasn't that uh, not the animated series first? Wasn't it Danny Elfman in? It's a repurposed. It, it, I would say it's. Right? Inspired by that, right? Yeah, I mean, it is Danny Elfman theme, and he yeah. did the first two. Did he do the show as well? He did the theme for it. Okay. Yeah. Good ass theme. So he did a live actually, two at, uh, at Coachella this year, and it was fucking great. Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> I don't think that this should be done. Uh, no? Wow. No. Call me. I, I think that, first of all, I like to hear the composer's express themselves and whatever it is that they have to say about these characters uh independent of having to be a slave to any given theme um i love echoes of themes i think that's always awesome but i don't need the x-men movie to start and and have that you know 90s animated series guitar, to man. it the guitar you know yeah, like as much happen. as i love that and i would love to hear it in the movie I don't think that that should be the theme of the X-Men in perpetuity. I don't think every version of of these characters fits those themes seamlessly. I think James Bond is a little bit different, but I shouldn't talk about that because I don't have a ton of experience with James Bond. But my idea of that is that even though the people playing him are different, it's just the same guy and he has the exact same general mission and all of that is just the case. Um I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, I think like, for example, for the Batman, I don't see how Danny Elfman's theme makes sense for that movie at all. Um, I think that's a very different version of the that's character right. than what Danny was working on. Um, and I, I think that's probably generally the case. Wait, wait. Um, so you're telling me when you heard that, that X-Men riff in Miss Marvel, you didn't like... No, no, no. Like I said, I love it when it pops up. I just sure. don't think that should be the theme in perpetuity. <laughs> Whenever these movies start, it's just right to that. You know, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, there could be variations on the theme, though, like in Doctor Strange, like they did the X-Men theme, but it was orchestral this time. It wasn't a guitar riff, you know, like so it was played on. Um, I agree with you on the Batman, though. If you had had Danny Elfman's kind of kooky is like a good way of describing his <laughs> Batman theme. It's a little kooky. Um, does not fit with Robert Pattinson, I don't think. Um, I, th I think the reason it works 
with James Bond, and I've only seen one James Bond movie, but so correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm off base here. Uh, the reason it works there, but not uh, Batman, is that the Batman films thus far have all been so drastically different from yeah. one another. Whereas James Bond, though there is sort of a gradual shift in tone, they're all roughly the same. Th- thematically, they are the same. Tonally, yeah. they've shifted, but thematically, they're the same. Yeah. And and an argument could be made that that is the case for superhero films, but I would I I just don't I just don't agree, especially when you're talking about you know this this was started with John Williams, but when you're talking about animated themes, especially, I feel like that's for a very different audience. Like that, those were shows for kids, and we all watched them at the time, and we love those themes. They're great themes, but we love them because they're such a big part of our childhood. I don't know that they necessarily connect with audiences of now the same way yeah um william super william superman theme is amazing and it stands the test of time but if you put that ahead of the next superman movie does that does that land with audiences does that evoke too much of the same i i i feel like you get someone new and fresh with something to say and you let them run with it you want a ludwig Göransson uh, uh superman theme Whoever and put the John Williams theme in it, like it could be in it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I just don't think it should be the theme for Superman forever. I, I think the 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 way Dan words this, it, it with every cinematic version of the character, I think it's a little too absolute for my taste. Do I agree that it should be used for James Gunn Superman? I think I do, because of how different, wildly different the Cavill stuff was, and how it kind of mm-hmm. needs to be a return to the core. I think that John Williams score is a core element of what people think Superman is. You know, the 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 Christopher Reeve stuff is Superman in a way. And I think if you do either reuse it or repurpose it and rescore it, I mean John Williams is still around. They could even hire him to like update it or something. Um mm, no, you but, can leave it. I think I think leave it and just let somebody do a variation on it. It's the easiest. Cause I like I wouldn't want him to go back to it. Like he he made his statement. I don't think you get someone to put a variation on John Williams. Mm. Not when he's still around. You know, like that's. I don't think anyone wants to do that. <laughs> like See, touch that. Even yeah, even with that is like it's too it's too slavish to the past. I think, you know, Star Wars had it right. Kylo Ren, let the past die, burn it if you have to. Whatever it was that he said, kill it if you have to. Like. I think it's I think we had those movies. There were great movies, great shows, whatever. You know, I think if especially in the case of DC, if they're charting a new path forward, I think it should be a new path forward. Um I again, I think Echoes are cool, but you know, let another person have their at bat. Who knows? Maybe we get another iconic theme for Superman. There doesn't have to be just one, but if you never let someone have a chance, it'll just be the one. And that was how many years ago? That was like 60 years ago. That was like, yeah. Yeah. At this point, we don't need, we don't need to use the theme from 60 years ago. That's crazy. I mean, by the the time the movie comes out, yeah, it'll, it'll be close to 60 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. Hey, Catherine, thanks for the uh, gifted, uh, Gifted sub to uh, Jaded Zodiac. Cool. 
Yes. Thank you. Um, yeah, those are those are my thoughts, but um, it's an interesting idea. I, I was like, wow, huh? I don't know how I feel about this. Because I, I, I did get up for it in Miss Marvel with the X-Men theme. So. Hey, yo, what? You got oh, Okay. Dude. But he needs. Dude, please. We're talking I about Miss Marvel. I don't have uh, a huge opinion on cinematic scores. It, it takes a lot for me to even notice, <laughs> to be honest. Unless it's like the focal point, like the you know the title sequence of of, of Batman. What are some that like like Star Wars? Obviously, um, Indiana Jurassic Jones. Park. Indiana Jones. Yeah. Uh, you got into Jurassic Park. I mean, the new Indiana, Indiana Jones uh, yeah, trailer Jur- just Jurassic did a, Park. Yeah, sure. Just did an updated variation on his theme. You know, like it's doable. I think John Williams did that though. So. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's keep this show rolling. Uh, I want to talk about Black Panther: Wakanda Forever a little bit. Um, that was uh, we just saw that it was a month ago. Uh, by and large, considered to be pretty solid. But Ryan Coogler has now revealed what the plans were for Wakanda Forever. Now it's interesting because there's a there's a Black Panther podcast, and um, Ta-Nehisi Coates hosts it, and the first episode hmm. was a conversation between him and Ryan Coogler, and it's really great. I recommend it. Um, I talked about my experience listening to it just before the movie came out and how impactful it was for me to hear both of them speaking plainly and um, accents, if you will. Coogler, of course, coming from Cali. Um, Coates, I'm not sure where Coates is from, but he, he certainly had a regional accent to him when he would let himself go, when he let loose a little bit while speaking. Um, in any event, sorry, in Baltimore. Okay. There you go. Uh, in any event, um, Ryan Coogler talked about, um, what he would have done, what the original idea was. Uh, for Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther with the New York Times. So he said this. Uh, it would have been the 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 struggle for T'Challa to now be a father. Uh, mm. So, of course, if you've seen Wakanda Forever, spoilers. Spoilers if you haven't seen it. I'm sorry. Skip ahead. But uh, at the end of that movie, we learned that T'Challa had a secret son with Nakia. And uh, that happened. He came back post-blip, met his son and all that, and eventually died. Well, this movie would have been, the original plan was, post-blip, T'Challa comes back, he's got a kid, but Nakia actually moved on. She has a Haitian husband. That's why, like, she's Ooh. randomly living in Haiti. The original plan was was for her to move there with the kid, meet a man, live a life. Damn, can't trust it. T- Damn. <laughs> wow. T'Challa comes back, and they have to co-parent. Um. So this is what Kugler said. He said that was a challenge 
It was absolutely nothing like what we made. It was going to be a father-son story from the perspective of a father because the first movie had been a father-son story from the perspective of the sons. Uh, In the original script, T'Challa was a dad who'd had his... this forced five-year absence from his son's life. The first scene is an animated sequence. You hear Nakia talking to Toussaint. She says, tell me what you know about your father. You realize he doesn't know his dad was the Black Panther. He's never met him. And Nakia is remarried to a Haitian dude. Then we cut to reality, and it's the night that everybody comes back from the blip. You see T'Challa meet the kid for the first time. Then it cuts ahead three years and is essentially co-parenting. We had some crazy scenes in there for Chad, man. Our code name for the movie was Summer Break, and the movie was about a summer that the kid spends with his dad. For his eighth birthday, they do a ritual where they go out into the bush and have to live off the land. But something happens, and T'Challa has to go save the world with his son on his hip. That was the movie. Oh, interesting. Much different. It still would have included Namor. It still would have included uh, um, uh, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. All that still would have been there. And you can pretty much tell that, like, for example, the scene with Shuri and her mother where they're going to do that ritual to, like, mourn T'Challa, that would have been the scene between T'Challa and his son, and Namor would have come. It feels like they kind of did the best they could to keep what they could in framework-wise, but obviously they had to change a lot of of the uh, particulars. Hmm. Uh, it's a bummer. It sounds interesting. It sounds very not like a what we got, but also like not like a Marvel movie. <laughs> it seems yeah. very small. Um, yeah, it's like but Namor that... doesn't fit into this at all. Namor and potential warring uh, uh, societies does not smell like what that was. It almost smells. It almost sounds like a family comedy in a way. Mm. Comedy. That's it. I keep thinking of like Baby's Day Out. Is what he has to go save the world with the uh, the baby on his hip. It's just like on a backpack. Yeah, I think I think it I think it fits as well as you know Namor being in Wakanda forever. Um, Namor was always the plan, always always the plan, and I think Kugler rightfully wanted to tell a story about these two kings going going head to head these two rulers going head to head um and of course we all know how much history those two characters have in the comics um and i think it would have been interesting trying to see t'challa keep wakanda together and from being destroyed by namor while he also has to keep his son safe i think it's interesting that they're almost completely thematically different it's a you know the Wakanda Forever that we got is all about like the death of T'Challa and Chadwick Boseman, while this one, you know, the the proposed one, uh, is all about like this new life and raising it, and you know, uh, uh, growing up and being a hero, you know, uh, with your son, you know. And the other interesting thing is that uh, the first movie piggybacks off of civil war in which T'Challa's father dies. So he has to reckon with the death of his father and becoming a king. The second movie is about T'Challa dying and Shuri having to reckon with the death of her father and becoming the Black Panther. So they ended up 
echoing each other more than I think Kugler probably wanted. Um, and that's unfortunate, but I still think the end result was pretty solid. The other interesting thing, though, is that Riri Williams is a transplant in this movie, just like T'Challa's son would have been. She oh. comes from another place to Wakanda to visit, mm. just like T'Challa's son would have. So they kept that in. That's interesting. I don't think we would have gotten that Riri Williams aspect had uh, uh, Chadwick not passed. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. probably, she wouldn't. She yeah. wouldn't have also been in the movie. You're saying, right? Okay. Okay. Like I think she she took on because T'Challa's kid probably would have been funny. He probably would have been charismatic, and that would have been where some of the humor would have come from. And I think Riri took on that position. And of course, being the transplant, the young person that they have to protect, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like they did their best to keep some of that stuff in just with a different person. As a five-year-old, though, you think? No, 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 no. I just I just think like Shuri obviously is a different character that they use differently. But I think the framework of why she was in the movie and how she slotted in was similar. Okay. T'Challa's son would have been a, I don't want to say plot. Obviously, there's a lot of meat there, but, you know, the yeah. same way Shuri was. Sure. Um, I I think this is fascinating, and it makes me even sadder that we didn't get to see this film. I think just realizing the potential for what could couldn't, could have continued to be done, it's a shame. Uh, is there any way, is there any truth to the rumor of the supposed sex scene that was cut between Namor and Shuri? So I don't know about a sex scene, but yes, hey, there was, there was going to be a romance between them. That was in the original oh. um, pitch. Well, the, by well, original, I mean, that was, they were going to film that and then they just didn't, they didn't make that stuff. Mm. But yes. Oh, that's Which cute. Who, who and who? That's cute. Shuri and Namor. Originally, there and you can even tell in the movie. Some people talked about this that there was slight tension between yeah. them. Well, those people weren't wrong because they were going to go down that road. That would make sense. Going to go down. Hey, I think that makes a lot more sense if T'Challa's in the movie. Yeah. Um. Without him, though, I don't think you can go there. It'd also be kind of weird. Like she's in her time of mourning, and now she's like shacking up with this hot underwater guy. Although, although hold on, yeah. hold on, that that makes sense. Listen, <laughs> need comforting, dude. I, I've been watching a lot of soap operas, and the amount of sex after death, like, you're right, it's nuts. You're right, dude. <laughs> so to I speak, to, I used to dude. watch Days of Our Lives, and man, that was yeah. all over the place. Uh huh. Bro, okay, Days of Our Lives, uh, Easy. the best. Um, yeah, that was the best one. But what else? Um, give me another General one. Hospital. General Hospital, that's right. What about that one with magic? There was one that had magic on it and like a. Uh, so a you weird... you were you were a view uh, the view guy and soaps guy. Enough about me. So so Black Panther. We won't we won't be getting, of course, this iteration of Black Panther. Unfortunately, that can never happen. But we might just be getting a World War Hulk movie. If rumors are to be believed. So mm. uh, this is to be taken with the utmost grain of salt. Okay. Because I cannot verify the source. My cosmic circus is the source. So 
Who knows? <laughs> but if you got, got circus in your name, you're probably a bunch of clowns. <laughs> uh, so there is a production company called Shadowstone Productions. This is true. This is ironclad, right? Now, the, the part that's not ironclad is my cosmic circus is saying that Shadowstone Productions works as or is a production company under Marvel Studios or is working with Marvel Studios. Why would they come to that conclusion? Well, Shadowstone is actually a thing that exists in Marvel Comics. Shadowstone is a very rare uh, mineral that was used to build the ship that sent the Hulk to space Mm. in the Civil War era. That ship sent the whole. It was made out of shadow stone. So fans are taking that leap to suggest that this production company is gearing up to work on World War Hulk. It's not crazy, the idea that production companies that are built up for specific movies like this will use a name that somehow correlates or hints at what they're working on. Even the working title for the Wakanda Forever movie, the, the the fake title was Summer Break, which is a clue into what the movie's about. This is not weird. But is it possible that we're going to get a World War Hulk movie? They have been teasing something happening with Hulk. We know that. But is this it? How actually now that you say that, um it's not a Marvel it's technically not Marvel property, right? Hulk. Okay. Great question. Glad you said that. So Universal has the rights to the Hulk on screen as it relates to films in which he is a star, like the A star, or his name is in the title. Oh, I see. So Marvel cannot technically currently produce a film where the Hulk is the main person. But all those types of deals have an endpoint. Namor was in Black Panther. They got him back. From Universal. Right. The last Hulk movie came out in 2008. So that's now uh, 14, soon to be 13 years or no, other way around. Thirteen, yeah, other way around. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, is the deal done? Can they now make a movie called World War Hulk? Um, I'm not. To, I've still only seen the first episode of She Hulk, but and I promise when I do see the rest, I will do my She Hulk live tweet thread, uh, for the audience. Um, but. Wasn't there uh what's it what's his name Scar? Teased. Wasn't he revealed? Teased. Yeah. 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 So I mean, theoretically, that could be the direction they go. He goes, you know, to whatever planet, and you know, he's the vehicle instead of Bruce Banner, the Incredible Hulk. Oh. Well, so okay, so I think. What we've learned is that 
and I didn't finish She-Hulk either, but I've read about it. What we learned is that Hulk has a child on yeah. the planet where he got, where he went to at the end of, um, yeah, what's it where called? Thor found him. Yeah. Uh, at the end of Age of Ultron, right? Yeah, so that child is still out there. Now, what you're saying, what I think you're saying, oh, we, we see the child. Like he mm-hmm. comes to yeah. Earth. Oh, he's on yeah. Earth already. He's on Earth. Yeah, now. we yeah. see yeah. him. Oh, yeah, okay. he's, he's a he's a, a full ass person. Yeah, that, and that's like the reason at the beginning he gets taken away and all that. So, oh, so that's so interesting. Okay, you well, I don't, it. I I don't think a Planet Hulk movie's in the cards because they already sent the Hulk to space, and it'd be sure. weird to do that again. Sure, but the idea that the Hulk could get, or even Scar could get mad enough. To wanna, you know, burn the world down. Oh right, yeah. World War Hulk is about him going after Xavier and Strange and the Illuminati. That's right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not. I don't know. I completely. I forgot. <laughs> I completely forgot about that end of the story. I was thinking of <laughs> Planet Hulk almost completely. Yeah. So because of that. Right, because of the things that Marvel has been teasing with the Hulk and the changes to the Hulk, because of the distance between the last Hulk movie and you know this year, I'm thinking it might now be possible. And by the way, they don't have to call it World War Hulk. Like it could just yeah. be called whatever, and Hulk yeah. could be the villain. They could call it Smash. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know it's in, it's I mean, in the name what if uh, something happens with, with with a scar on earth like with the government like they kill him accidentally or they you know jail him oh then sure that'll piss off his dad and who's he coming after thunderbolts you know like it Wait sounds a like moment. a that sounds Uh-oh. like a MCUified way of yeah. justifying the yeah. Hulk being the villain um, it's not bad Wait, wait. Okay. Okay. Sean's got so, it. So Sean's yeah. got it. It's done. It's, yep. So the leader is the villain in Captain America four. Okay. Right? Yep. I'm, I'm smelling we it. We know yep. that. Uh uh Thunderbolt Ross is recast. Harrison recast Ford. as Harrison fucking Ford of all people. Okay? So you know they got plans. Yep. Almost assuredly he will become the Red Hulk. The Thunderbolts movie has something in it that they're claiming will be a bomb, some big bomb. Now, what if a part of their mission involves or leads to the death of Scar? What if even in even in Captain America four, what if the leader uses Scar and somehow these events lead to the Hulk being set off? And going into the future, and he 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 he's angry enough to want to destroy the world, and that's how we get to World War Hulk. I think Captain America four and Thunderbolts will be the lead in point to World War Hulk. Interesting. There we go. That's it. It's done. We got it. We got it, folks. And there's so that, there's so that, that, we... that empty spot of the timeline too. Kind of yeah. So what are we looking at? Twenty twenty eight. Yes. Some, so, something like that. Well, yeah. Yeah, why not? 
something something no 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 it has to be sooner than that because i would imagine it has to take place before the next two avengers movies because yes. i think i think something bad has to happen before the kang of it all Ooh, i like this cw gordon hulk gets so mad he breaks the multiverse Go into secret into secret wars. Well, hold what on. What like if he's got a punch? Hold on. Super, yeah. Reality. Yeah. He's, gonna, yeah, he's gonna pull that Superboy Prime. Yeah. What if they? Uh, because the which we call it the people that morph. I'm forgetting the name. Oh, the scrolls. The scrolls. Power Rangers. What if they? <laughs> what if they take? What if they take Scar hostage and? Or, or maybe we're, we've been inter- he's been interacting with a scroll scar. M- much like this podcast, that's too much green for my take. That, that that's just that's too much. <laughs> green on green. Just a, oh, just green. A, just some theories. Uh, I think I think though that if this is happening for real, we're gonna know about it within the next year, and I think maybe that'll be on our on our predictions episode. I think. We will know if there's a World War Hulk movie coming within the next year. I think we just sold ourselves more than anything else. <laughs> it also justifies why they don't really give the character any character in it because they're just going to kill him off. Like the fact that he's – they're fridging him. Yeah. They're fridging this poor boy. Yeah. yeah. I I think this could be the swan song for the Hulk. Could be. Like he's, out, he's out after this? I think God. that if, if he's if, – if Mark Ruffalo is going to be gone – this will be the way to do it. And by the way, I just remembered this. Feige and Ruffalo have both talked about how because they're they've not been allowed to do a Hulk movie, they have been working on an arc for the Hulk from the first Avengers yeah, movie that's right. to whatever the end result of that will be. So we're still in that arc. Yeah. Right now we're in the smart Hulk portion. But that's not gonna last. And what happens when that changes? I thought it was a three film arc. Like that was also his whole thing. Or was that has that been updated? Maybe I'm mistaken, but I thought I thought we were still in it. With with also like the finale of the Hulk being a daddy issue story. Come on. Full circle. Yeah. When you when you go back to the the criminally underrated Ang Lee Hulk movie. (laughs) In which his father is Nick Nolte. There's there's a screen uh, a screen crush video uh, positing that the Ang Lee Hulk movie is in the MCU and it is a prequel to Avengers or, or a prequel to Incredible Hulk and it kind of makes sense. But huh, I would like to see that. No, that movie doesn't exist. <laughs> it booty. <laughs> uh, Tyler, let's um let's skip the next one, okay? Okay. All right. So. Mm-hmm. Aftershock Comics is talking about their bankruptcy because they'd gone bankrupt. Last week, Marco flexed his prophetic muscles by saying casually, oh, maybe they should file for bankruptcy. (laughs) I was going to make that joke uh, because uh, 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 Alex DeCampi said that at some point. Yeah, and I was like, "What if? What if? She, what if she gave them the idea?" <laughs> <laughs> Word, like, right? Oh, like, we could do that. Well, it's a it's a good idea. Like, if you need to pay out, you need to consolidate your debt. 
Yeah. So they filed for uh, Chapter 11 bankruptcy, which is not uncommon. As Marco said, it's a, it's a good idea. A lot of times businesses do that. It doesn't mean that Aftershock is going away, right? Like it's they can no, yeah. still be themselves. Um. Uh, so basically, they're gonna they're gonna continue to operate their business. They're gonna continue to release comics. In fact, I saw a solicit for a comic the other day, and I was like, "Oh snap! Comics coming from a bankrupt company." Um, although I guess you could argue lots of content has been put out by morally bankrupt companies, but that's another story. Yikes! Uh, Aftershock says after much deliberation, Aftershock Comics LLC has voluntary voluntarily filed a petition for protection under Chapter 11 of the United States Bankruptcy Code to enable the company to restructure its senior secured facility as well as being in position to secure additional financing to continue to operate its business. Uh, They say a lot more stuff, but you guys get the idea. They owe a lot of money. Yeah, they do. They owe a lot of money. I have a list, and I don't feel like people should have this list, but I have a list of who they owe mm-hmm. and the amounts and in some cases the amounts mm-hmm. and, and in some cases okay. when they first got released the addresses of the people they owed money to yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Sean said, i don't feel like people should have li- this list but i do that's right it's put once you once you uh file it's it goes into the public database so they owe uh an artist named mattia monaco who i've not heard of they did knock him dead in chicken devil eighteen thousand dollars <sighs> Yeah, so Aftershock owes them eighteen thousand. Uh, they owe, gosh, fifteen thousand, fifteen fifty, ten thousand. Those are just to creators. It, then um, you have San Diego Comic Con for seventeen thousand dollars. Well, if I was um, owed eighteen thousand dollars, I would not be able to live in my apartment. Yep, that's nuts, and that's an artist. So, yeah, that artist can't just get other comics work. While they're working on the books, they're not getting paid to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's rough. Uh, They owe AS Comics of Pusey, England, $514,000. This was one of the companies that I was trying to figure out what they do, and I couldn't. Uh, And for whatever reason, it says distribution agreement. I don't know if that means to distribute in the UK, uh, but this is one of them that I haven't been able to figure out. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, they owe, oh my God, they owe $78,000 to a producer named David Suits. Oh my God. Sigurani. Uh, they owe 78,000 for, uh, contractor services there. And then a whole host of creators who are owed unspecified amounts. Um, the, the same printer is actually, uh, in premier land print, uh, from Canada is listed, I think three times. So total, they're owed. I think it was uh, about four hundred thousand. Sheesh, something like that. So they owe Andrea Moody money. They owe Brian Edward Hill money. They owe Brian Hawkins money. They owe Brian uh, Bucalato money. They owe Chris Sabella money. They owe Chris O'Halloran money. Cullen Bunn. Some of those are names that I feel like. Would like it'd be really bad to have them on the hook. Um, yeah, like they're big ish names, you know. Like Dan Abnett is on this list, Hassan Atman El Hal is on this list. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Jeremy Hahn is on this list. Uh, Jose Villarubia is on this list. A lot of names. This is rough. This is really bad. It's unfortunate. Um, I wonder what a typical delay in payment looks like for the comics industry because I'm sure that they're not the only company that is, you know, let's say 60 days void on an invoice or something. And I wonder what, uh, if that's just standard to why a Cullen Bunn, a Dan Abnett, whoever else are kind of just like, oh yeah, yeah, this is like a little more typical sometimes. So in my, how can I say this without getting in trouble? In my uh, insider knowledge, what I know from seeing the actual like spreadsheets and bank logs of a particular company is that they do purposefully hold payment until they can get interest on the payment and then and then they'll pay it. That's interesting. Why? So I mean, presumably so they could get more money before they lose money. Mm. But if they owe money, wouldn't they just be paying more with the interest on top? Not if you owe the so so for example, my my invoices say you have to pay this within 30 days or whatever. Sure. So if they hold it until day 29 and a half because they got invoice uh, uh uh interest you know they've got an extra you know uh, i i'm just throwing out numbers here because i have no idea you know they owe me 300 but they uh you know if they wait and get the interest they get 100 so they're paying me three and they still have that one. Oh, i see okay Interesting. Uh, uh, Harris says, sad thing is I actually collected a book from Aftershock that I liked. You still can get it. Like you still, you know, if it's still being published, it'll still be published. And, um, and do it. They need the money, bro. Yeah. I I mean, uh, I, it, it ain't going to the creators. <laughs> other than us joking about, you know, the fact that um, they went bankrupt after we talked about it last week. There's no there's nothing good about this. This sucks. Um, seeing a list of people that are owed so much money sucks, but also knowing that Aftershock is in this rough of a spot sucks. Hopefully they can bounce back from this and pay everybody that they owe and maybe get on a better track of paying creators. Um, I'm not sure they will continue to publish or support the creator. Oh, well, maybe so. I mean, they definitely won't support the creator. They yeah, haven't well, been. Yeah, so. yeah they, they'll publish them, but support them, different matter. Uh, yeah, I mean, and almost inevitably, people will lose jobs off this, I feel like, and that sucks. Yeah, man. Um, but I really hope Aftershock can bounce back. We need Aftershocks in this industry. But look at what look at what's happened. So Aftershock came out of a wave of pop-ups that we saw um, in, like, the late 2010s, mid-2010s. And we're hearing a lot of reports about late payments aftershock filed for bankruptcy is this going to be a thing that we continue to see are more dominoes going to fall here did this happen to black mask 
so, or something similar happened where they also couldn't pay out, and then I think they stopped printing. Um, I I have heard they stopped printing for a while, but I, I haven't heard the same story. Hmm. I've it's heard a, a lot. I've heard a lot of rumblings about Boom, though not oh, paid. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that I've not heard. That would be all the money went to Keanu. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. I can't tell if you're joking, but that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, promiscuous time traveler, who is that's not a name <laughs> I've seen before, but it's a good name. Welcome. Uh, Aftershock is going to have a very bad name when they alienate their creators that they owe money to. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. Why do we need Aftershock when we have companies like Bad Idea? Well, because Aftershock employs people right now. Um, and bad ideas only full of bad ideas. <laughs> They just came out with a new book uh, this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is it uh, good? Ramon Villalobos joint. Uh, looks good. Looks good. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think more places to work is is better. More opportunities for creators to tell stories. Look, you go to an editor, you go to an editor at Image, and they say no. All right, now you got to go shop it to somewhere else. Yeah. And the less companies there are around, the less likely that an editor is going to take your idea. So, yes, I, I feel like we do need Aftershock or, or or something that rises out of the ashes of Aftershock. However, it shakes out more opportunities for people behind the scenes and the creators is, is better. Yo, AWA Upshot, every book out of there is a banger. There you go. AWA, yeah, like they're great. And Aftershock just got um, Brian Cunningham, who we love. And they're trying to make movies oh, yeah. out of their stuff, movies and television. They haven't really been able to get out of the blocks with that stuff. And I kind of wanted to see what would happen. So. <laughs> For Missy's time travel said, my second question was sarcastic. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all right. You're new here. So I, I don't, I'm not totally aware of your humor, but hopefully yeah. we see you around enough that we can get familiar. I guess that joke was a bad idea. We need a soundboard. I need to. I need a soundboard. I have a soundboard. All right, but you're not going to dunk on yourself. I want <laughs> to be able to play a sound when you do things like that. An exasperated yeah. side. You don't think I'm going to dunk on myself? Do you know me? No, I, I, I do. I do think you would. We need a. We need an invisible producer with a, 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 a morning radio show oh, soundboard. Yeah. I would kill for that. Um. That, that that should be a thing. It's just fart noises. Oh, I thought you said just farted. I was like, Tyler, please. <laughs> he said he wouldn't dunk him on. on himself. I already had one podcast where, where my co-host farted on the mic. I don't need another, okay? Is that how you got pink eye? <laughs> I did not use that mic ever again. Yeah, that was designated his <laughs> mic. Yeah. Oh, my God. This show has devolved. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of uh, the evolution... Uh, let's talk about Ezra Miller. Don't know. <laughs> so, well, let's talk about the Flash, the Flash movie, which happens to star Ezra Miller in this case. This is um, this is a long time coming. I feel many, many years coming, but uh, the Flash movie is finally impending. Um, and we will be getting a trailer, a full fledged one at that, because we've seen a teaser. We're getting a full-fledged trailer yeah. with the Super Bowl. Whoa. It will air during the Super Bowl. Uh, do okay. we know how many seconds? 
I'm not. I I don't know. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, um, full trailer. I mean, it's got to be you know a solid two minutes. Yo, that's Buko money. That is uh, Warner Brothers, bro. Like, what how much that? Ezra Miller do we see in this trailer? Here's the question. Yeesh. <laughs> I think that's really a showcase good Michael Keaton. Yeah, only. Um. Yeah i I think I have a lot of thoughts on that because this could be the biggest blunder that they make. So here's the deal. After this trailer comes out, people are going to look up the Flash movie. And inevitably, they're going to look up the star of the Flash movie. And when they see what Ezra's been up to (laughs) in the last year, the conversation about the crimes of Ezra Miller will begin again. You can't get out of this. You cannot get out of this. I, I, I don't I'm at a loss. Like I almost feel like just let the movie come out. Like just don't even just don't even do press. Leave it alone. Yeah. Like you're you're hurting you're hurting yourself. You're gonna hurt this film, you're gonna hurt the characters in it. Unless unless it's on purpose and they're like everybody needs to hate this guy person. <laughs> so that way we could like get them off. Self sabotage? Maybe. This is like you trying to do a self report in Among Us yesterday. I didn't, bro. Literally <laughs> I had I I saw it happen and you guys just did it. Um, but yeah, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Unreal. Um, yeah, I I I don't know. I feel like you just let Michael Keaton go out there and chat about the movie, you know, whoever else. But it's like I just you can't. I, Ezra Miller cannot do a press tour. Nope. I don't think Michael Keaton should have to either. Well, don't put, don't make him take that bullet. <laughs> well, just 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 say, hey, you can't ask questions about, you know, Ezra Miller. So, uh, who who stars in this film? Ezra Miller, me, Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> I got questions about that. That. Morbius post credits, honestly. If I'm if I'm if I'm talking to Michael Keaton, hey, you know what? Even better, he'd probably <laughs> he'd probably love to talk about that. Dude, I guarantee in, you like, that Michael Keaton knows nothing about it. Yeah. Oh, that's why I'd love to hear a question be asked. <laughs> <laughs> the dude went from like the best, like one of my favorite iterations of Batman, like Batman Returns, is a favorite of mine. Um, to like his other comic book movies being like, oh, he was in a good Spider-Man movie. Great character. And now he's like, oh, he's in the Morbius verse. And he's in this, you know, travesty of a Flash movie. Oh, boy. And he was in Birdman. Yeah, Birdman flew too close to the sun, it sounds like. <laughs> Dan says, uh, most wanted posters are great publicity. I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's, it's just, have you seen this? Have you seen this person? And then it's just a blur, you know? Yeah. What if the press for Ezra is like, you never see them. It's just a blur the entire time. It's like a, like Ezra becomes a cryptid. It's too fast. Too Ooh, fast. Yeah. Like a cinema cryptid. That's kind I mean, of fun. I mean, I mean, the problem is we're about to watch uh, a film with two of them in mm. it. Like, it's true. That's true. Forgot that they're, <laughs> they're in there twice. I I genuinely 
I mean, I don't know. I don't think you could. I I don't know how you could do this, but I genuinely love the idea of Ezra disassemble the uh, the crime syndicate with Ezra in it. Right, Pl- Johnny Quick. Please do it. They would be a fantastic Johnny Quick. I okay. Would you watch a movie? Sure. This is this is this is just a, a crappy idea. Would you watch a movie directed by Zack Snyder? I was already, you've already started to lose me. I was expecting someone to just say no outright. Um, <laughs> called the Crime Syndicate. About yes. yeah. yeah. Oh, actually. okay. Yeah, it yeah. Would. yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. It's a I would be ex- not only would I watch that, I'd be excited for it. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be yeah. really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Well, sure. If it was guys, called, we like, agreed Earth, on Christmas Earth three. You know. <laughs> Right. It's, yeah. It's, like, uh, yeah. It's what I. I think I. We talked about this last week. It's yeah, a, I posited. Uh, it, yeah. My. Yeah. My. My idea of like this introduction of the Jack Snyder's Justice League or was or whatever is actually their Earth Two. No. Counterpart. Yeah. Yeah. We that's see right. the real Justice League come in. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'd watch the fuck out of that. I'd be accept. I would turn my opinion about Zack Snyder around. I would. I would become a Snyder bro. Wow, <laughs> and honestly, like his 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 cinematic uh, his directorial style would kind of work for that world, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would upfront pay. <laughs> I would pre-order tickets. Yeah, I'd pre-order. I'd I'd pre-order as many tickets as my wallet would allow me. Book a private to make fucking, this happen. I'll fucking kickstart that film. Like. Yeah, just to get Kale to say officially that he is a Snyder bro, <laughs> bro, bro. That happens. I'll carve it in the back of my head. Ooh, 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 I, I'm drafting the letter right now. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm writing Zack Snyder personally. We need to do this. Hey, Zach, can you do this movie with a production company and, and its studios you don't care for much anymore so my friend can mutilate himself? Is that what yes. you're writing? <laughs> Zack Snyder's into <laughs> I that. I my hair, bud. <laughs> and, oh, okay. and also, I'll write David Zaslav. I think David Zaslav might like this. He needs to know. He needs to know. No, there's an easier way to get in contact with David Zaslav. You, this is what you got to do. You gotta, and I, maybe Marco and I could do this. We gotta get like one of those like foreign girlfriends. I knew and, you were like, going. <laughs> then then go into ninety day fiance and say like, oh my whole gimmick is you know I'm a big Snyder bro. You know like there's where there's a will there's a way. I'm confused. So, Jazz Lab is big into the ninety day fiance universe, Marco. Right? Oh, is he really? I mean, he runs it. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. He runs everything. Uh, yeah, one of those press junkets. That you know he's got to be at. He's the big boss. Tyler, you can just mosey on over and say, hey, here's an idea that I had. Well, you want me to pull like a, jeez. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was I almost mentioned the guy who killed John Lennon. But like instead of like killing, like uh, just shoot my ideas at him. Wow. From your idea gun. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of ways you could have gotten there the without worst. mentioning yeah, shooting. Yeah. It's a Mark David Chapman, uh, uh, but in terms of uh, uh, story pitches. Okay. Unreal. Well, if you want to get at uh, James Gunn, just tweet at him. True. Oh, word. Yo, it's just much, tweeted at him. At James Gunn. Yeah. This is the way that the Comics Pals can get in with DC. We just tweet James Gunn. I got to tweet him other things. I got to tweet him like, hey, can you have uh, Ryan Johnson do a Detective Chimp movie? Okay, thanks. 
that's what you're going to use? That's, that's what, what, what you're going to use your shot at? If I had a shot, that's what I would use it on. I would pitch a Ryan Johnson uh, uh, whodunit in the DC universe. Just saying. Hmm. Uh, all right. I've heard, I've heard worse ideas. Um, I just... I just need this Ezra Miller stuff to be over. Yep. Like I love it from a, (laughs) I, and it's, and it's coming out. It's coming out. I think in June, the flash film. So that means that we have at least six months of this. It's coming out on my birthday. Oh (laughs) shit. That sucks. That's a oh gift. my god! Happy birthday, oh, we're, bud. We're all going, right? Oh, yeah, not Kale. Sorry. I mean, eh, yeah, we're gonna have to go now. Yo, do it at the the throw a birthday party at the theater. Yeah, can we do a like a like a Sean birthday? Yeah, we this? should fucking we should fucking rent out a whole theater. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, specifically for Sean. Listen, if you guys are down and you want to torture me, let's get it. And we'll we even order that. pizza, dude. Like we can do that. <laughs> that could be a comics pals event. We can do that. Sean's Flashpoint birthday bash. Yeah. Let's go. Kale, you would have to come. Sean flashes his point birthday bash. <laughs> no, I ain't flashing nothing. No way. Uh, yeah, if you guys are down, we can make that happen. That would be really cool. Um, Which is the one you go to? You go to the one at uh, Times Square, right? Yeah. The, the Regal? A- AMC. AMC, AMC allows you to, to rent out... Theaters. 100%. Yeah. They Times do, maybe not, more on the maybe not that one. Yeah. But. <laughs> I think they do. They, they yeah. probably well, do. I, yeah. I, I'm, th- I'm thinking more uh, 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 fiscally. We, yeah, oh, maybe, oh. we could, maybe we could aim lower. <laughs> During the height of the pandemic, they were doing super deep discounts on, the, on renting yeah. out. Yeah, it was yeah, like 100 just, bucks or something. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to do it so bad. I yeah. Yeah, Flo Dameron, uh, who is new to us, so thank you for the comments. <laughs> Appreciate it. Made some like really it. good comments yeah. on YouTube, but I want to read this one. I've made a whole podcast to beg anyone that'll listen to make Booster Gold. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's your I podcast? Agree. Tell us. Uh, tell us your podcast. And uh, I think I think a Booster Gold movie could happen if we're. I mean, we're getting a Blue Beetle movie. It's it's, it's weird. Well, that. That blue beetle isn't connected yeah. to Booster Gold. Hashtag not my blue beetle. Oh, yeah. right. Because yeah. this is this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Jaime Reyes is coming out. Um, so uh, James Gunn pointed this out. And I guess it didn't occur to me in, uh, uh, until he said it. But it it's weird how many people want a Booster Gold movie. Hmm. He's great. Great character. Cool. Yeah. Cool He's character. fine. You don't get the hype. I I can't believe the hype. Mm. Booster Gold is a character that I would like, that Tyler would like. Yeah. Right. Why are Why are people asking about Booster Gold? Animated series has helped with Booster Gold's, uh, per, uh you know, general public. Uh, uh, in general, okay, so yeah. so fifty people. <laughs> Know about Booster Gold? Why are people asking about Booster? You know what I'm saying? Echo chambers, Kale. Echo chambers. People see mm. little Twitter clips. Maybe uh, there's a lot of Booster Gold fan cams coming out there. You know, who would play Booster I, Gold? I'm I'm shocked by that, but I think Booster Gold, Deadpool, Harley Quinn, um, Lobo. There's a connective tissue. 
with all between those characters. Um, and it makes sense why they're all sort of popular. I think, uh, I think Deadpool maybe is the progenitor of that for the masses. But I think now the floodgates are open and characters like Booster Gold could be really, really big. Mm. Um, I I feel like that's going to come. And a Lobo film, or at least Lobo in the movies, that's coming too. Ambush bug at some point, like we're uh, there. Uh, he, he could be a Suicide Squad character, actually. So, oh, I, I could see that. Has been canonically as well. So, really, the most recent Suicide Squad. Yep. Damn, that's doofy as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> with Peacemaker and 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 Bloodsport. What? That's, Bloodsport's that's name goofy. always sounds sus to me. I don't know what it is, but it's. Uh. Oh, Flo became a fan of ours through the Jeff Johns interview. So thank you. And oh. Flo's podcast is the Bada Boom podcast. Now, obviously, I haven't heard it, so I can't. Is that is is that a comics podcast specifically only hosted by Italian-Americans? Because I'd, I'd like that. That sounds. You want to be on fun. it? I'm not Italian-American. I can't do that. Oh, all right. I, I thought I, you were Italian. I mean, Kale's not even American. Irish. So like. Sorry? I know you're Irish. It's the other white meat, Sean. <laughs> I'm that meat, too. You think I can't what? spot an Irishman out in the wild? Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I know all about it. Um, that's why I That's why I, I never get cold. That's why? Yeah. Got it. Pe- Got it. Because I'm Irish, so my white side keeps me warm. Anyway, um, yeah. Flash trailer. Coming on the Super Bowl, I can't. I feel like we should have a watch party for the trailer. Just to wait. Just to wait. <laughs> Pre-game, we can drink before it. We can chit-chat. Maybe we can watch the Super Bowl before it. But that trailer is the main event. And once it's over, that's it. Are We're you, done. Are you gonna watch the Super Bowl? Oh, We're gonna. I'm gonna watch the Super Bowl to watch this trailer. Wow. Ezra yeah. Bacon, Sean likes sports, or watched at least. I watch the Super Bowl every year. Um, do I understand it? That's a different question. <laughs> Dan Trudeau with a very good Sopranos reference. The sister podcast of the Bada Boom podcast is, is the Bada Bing. Well, well done. Well played. That's it. That's it. Uh, what do you guys think about the idea of Marvel and DC synergizing their film and comics together? What do you think about the Flash movie still coming out in this trailer? Are you excited? Um, all the stuff we talked about today, let us know what you think about it. Uh, oh, Dameron says, uh, uh, no Italians. So anti-Italian on that podcast. Is unfortunate. <laughs> to be um, fair, they do say sadly. Yeah. Well, mm. s- sadly, we are, we are racist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to clip they, that at- one, Sean. I'm going to clip that one. <laughs> At, at least they have feelings about it, you know? Yeah. It's unfortunate. They, they, but they yeah. had uh, <laughs> yes. Cliff Chang and Mark Russell on recently. That's those are some two. Whoa. That's awesome. We need the we need the the hookup for them. Uh that would be awesome. We'd love to have uh, those are like two of my favorite creators, actually. So absolutely. And, and Mark you got Russell. to talk to Mark. Oh, I did talk yeah. to Mark. Yeah. Taller yeah, than yeah. I expected. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, Dan, listen, man. We just it is what it is. It's unfortunate. We apologize, but uh, yes, we feel bad about it. 
Yeah, it all started with me describing my coffee taste as me being a black guy, and then it went downhill from there. I set the tone this episode. Oh my god! Yeah, we were off to the races. <laughs> off to the racist? Is that what you said? I know. Whoa! Whoa! I would never. Uh, listen, happy holidays. Uh, from us to you. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we do have one more of these to go, and of course, one more pals pulls before the year is out. Um, we would love for you guys to join us. We had a blast today with the chat. You guys were fantastic. Some newcomers uh, love to see new people engaging in the chat. You guys are more than welcome to come and, jo and join us on Discord, uh, where the conversations always extend. And then not only that, but we also do game nights together. Um, we, have, we have a lot of fun. <laughs> we have a lot of fun uh, over on our Discord server. Um, so come hang out with us uh, for that. Uh, YouTube and Twitch live every single Saturday at 10.15 a.m. Eastern for this show, 6 p.m. for 6 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays for Pals Pulls. Um, Patreon.com slash Pals for our exclusive show, Palling Around, which we just dropped a free episode of for you guys to listen to where we talk about the best of not comics of 2022. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's lots of cool stuff you can get from our Patreon. I will not, I repeat, I will not let this episode go by without me giving the Patreon shout-out, which I somehow missed at the top of this one. So thank you so, so much to the loyal supporters that I'm about to uh, mention. Thunderstruck Rebecca Alejandro, The Night Stalker Harris Najinsky, Brian Demolisher Del Pozo, Random Rocio, The Great Destroyer Hyper Viper 89, uh, Kefis the Incorruptible, Momentum Mike Elliott, Starcross Catherine Stars, and the Ultimate Fighter Snake of Talents. Thank you all so, so much. Really appreciate you. Um... Let's hit the plugs. Kale. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Comics Pals. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Toto in Toe. That's T-O-T-O-I-N-T-O-W. Until the end of the year. Twitter and Instagram are fucking killing me, dude. I gotta buckle down for work. I'm dying. <clears throat> so I gotta I gotta take a fucking break. Uh so not that I do anything. Anyway. Uh, you can find my work, though, at kaleward.com. That's C-A-L-E-W-A-R-D.com. Uh, you can pick up Common Writer Kuga, the manga, which I lettered uh, on January 13th. Awesome. Um, yes, I, I bought a copy of the first one. First think, one. Yeah. You should, too. You guys should go buy it. Pick it up. It's the first, uh, well... Kel's been a creator for a long time now, so you could have always done it. But it's like the first like physically published work from one of us, right? Public work, yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Congratulations again. Yeah, very proud of it. Marco. You can follow me at Mr. Marco Anamoto on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I've been catching up on my indie comics, so I've read a few different things from um, actually from Aftershock. Uh, Archaea, Flavor Girls is really good. And I'm catching up on comics this week. And all of next week because I'm off. So, oh, thank God. Otherwise, talk to me about One Piece. It's the only thing I'm consuming at the moment. Yo, Kea was real good. What? The book? Did, did you not just reference that book? Am I am I bugging? Which one? Archaea. Oh, Archaea, sorry, sorry. The publisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. But that book is really good, though. Um, 
Tyler. Holy shit. Hold hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> jaded Jaded Zodiac oh just said God. that Marco looks like wish.com Namor. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, Merry fucking Christmas. We got yeah. Namor at home. <laughs> so, so I need that. I need that comment to be uh, okay. enshrined. That, that is the winner of the uh, 2022 Pally. Uh, it is listener comment. Uh, that, that's still let's kind put of that a on, compliment. Let's put that yeah, on our bro. website. Namor? I'm yes, down. that is the word on yeah. on Marco. That's now. that's going on Marco's uh, uh, dating profiles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Com Namor. <laughs> oh god! Jeez, what was I going to plug? Jeez, that's phenomenal. That is phenomenal. Wow. Uh, uh, wow. How do you go? How do you continue on from that? Well, with Tyler's plugs, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, you can follow me at the Tyler Olson on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I just posted a review of the animated series Cyclops Marvel Legends. I uh, posted it on Tuesday. Um, Cyclops. Cyops. I posted a Cyop on Tuesday. Cyclops. Go look at the go look at the the thumbnail oh. for that again. Does it say Cyclops? It sure does, dude. Oh Sorry, shit! But... Okay, what? I'll fix that. I'll fix that. I looked at it like five <laughs> times too, and I didn't catch that. Wild. Um, so yeah, here is a uh, gore with one R probably. Um, I will be doing that. And <laughs> here is a uh, host rider. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Oh shit, dog! It does. <laughs> I'll fix it. Now. Oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> when did you notice that, Sean? I'm sorry. What was the question? When did you notice that? Oh my god! Last night I was. Oh, okay. uh, all right. Yeah. All right. So it wasn't like you noticed it on Tuesday and you didn't say anything. No, 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 no. Oh man, be pretty funny. <laughs> oh wow, that's phenomenal. Uh, as for me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Soapbox. Dan Trudeau, I agree. Cyclops is an underrated X Men. Uh, I would argue top tier. the second best. Well, no, Cyclops is the best X-Men for sure. But mm. Jean Grey is my favorite. Mm. Who's better than Cyclops? He is the he is he is the child of the Atom. Come on. Let's open up the file. It definitely does say Cyclops. Yep. Okay. Promiscuous <laughs> <laughs> Time Traveler says, speaking of lookalikes, I could have sworn uh, Olaf from Frozen is Tyler. Voice alikes, he says. Oh, oh. I mean, if you oh, said I look like Josh Gad, I would be like that, that kind of tracks. <laughs> oh, Dan, you got me. You got me. Nice. Oh well. All right. Well, I stand by what I said about Cyclops. Cyclops yeah. can go fuck off. Cyclops was um, like a, a, a rejected star jammer, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I beat The Last of Us, so I'm done with that. Uh, <laughs> I will be. Playing Elden Ring. Oh, you're not going straight into two? Mm-mm. I need time oh, away. Oh, God. Mm-mm. Yeah. Tyler's and so I'll, disappointed. And I'll be reading really comics. Am. So that's how I want to close out the year. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next week for the last year of the show. Do not miss it. We're going to have a blast. Until then, take care, guys. 
Merry Christmas, y'all.